Welcome to the Intercut Podcast channel, the weekly place to hear the latest on movies, TV, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I'm your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, craving a beef rib from Terry Black's, it's Arturo Zurita. Hey, we may have that be dethroned because Zach said he's bringing his own barbecue, baby. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting to be able to arrive and just have Zach cook that up in the kitchen. Whatever Oscar movies are coming out last next year, I need him to be barbecue based. We need a barbecue. Yeah. We need, we need exactly. a bunch of other stuff so that you could do a whole Texas cookout style since we'll be there at South by for the Oscars. But yeah, hey, yeah. I am excited. I have been depleting my protein. Which sounds really weird, but specifically for these ribs. <laughs> yeah, you can't overindulge. I, I am like trying to eat as healthy as I can for the next couple of weeks because I know it's going to max. be. It's going. There's a marathon of big meals and and just opulent stuff awaiting me in Texas because South by Southwest is coming up and there is a lot more to do there than just the movies. Uh, it was my first time in attendance last year. Art, you've gone for several years, both in person and the couple times that they've done uh, predominantly online festivals, but the party is down in Austin. It is a good time and a pretty raucous place to see a movie. Uh, and It's also just like a unique festival in some ways too in considering yeah. the festivals that we discuss you know when we go to Sundance and when we go to Toronto or when we do New York or we do Chicago those are predominantly movies that feature like a wide array of films from you know either auteur filmmakers or you know new discoveries who have these dramatic you know dramatic films to present you get an array of uh, you know, documentaries and international movies. And while there is a lot of that at South by Southwest, the dominating feeling is you're coming for comedy. You're coming for some horror. You might get some action. You're getting a lot of genre. And most of all, you're getting crowd pleasers in South by Southwest. Uh, what stands out to South by Southwest to you? The drinking. You cannot yeah. tell me that uh, forefront. You you're just passing down. You're looking for water. They're tossing you alcohol, man. There are <laughs> like the whole people go down there not even to watch movies. They're just drinking from one place to another. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm not even clocked out of my nine to five. People literally just take pictures at places, and that is their jobs. And where they're like, what are we doing? Watching movies and reporting back. These people are just partying it out there, and that is really the vibe that the movies and the programming I think picks up. Besides movies, you have music. You have pop-ups. They are giving mm -hmm. away stuff galore with all of these brand integrations. You're able to walk to a majority of these places with just having one pass, but that is where it does it different. I think you're surviving to just stay warm at Sundance with whatever tickets you have. Uh, in Toronto, it's like, what were you able to get into? At South By, you got that one band, and, and it really changes the whole dynamic because it's a party town. You literally yeah. have a street that you need to stay away from called Sixth Street. It's named after the devil himself because there's nothing but buffoonery going on over there. And that really is the whole festival. You're there to just have a great time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think the movies kind of go with that as well. It is a, It feels like a midnight crowd from 11 o'clock in the morning. And exactly. that is the best thing that I can give South by. It is, it is a movie crowd through and through. Uh, and it's even better when you have filmmakers who come from there. So I'm excited with the lineup from this year because it's a lot of returning people, new people, and big movies we've been awaiting that are going to be perfect with a crowd. 
Exactly. And it is also different from a lot of the festivals that we go to in that they basically don't allow you to see single films. Last year, they did have a couple films that were available for single film tickets. But that's the Good anomaly, call. right? That's the yeah. that's the outlier. For the most part, that was the, these aren't filling up. We need, we need people to buy them. <laughs> for the most yeah. part, these are movies where this is a festival where you get a badge and you can get into everything if you sign up the right way or if you line up in, uh, early enough. Yeah. It's all about knowing how to do the fest and what to prioritize. So we are going to do our best in the South by Southwest preview to give you a quick how-to on navigating the festival, give you some recommendations for things to look out for in Austin, things to hit up, meals that you must have. Uh, but mostly, we want to talk about the movies that we are most excited to share and see that will be debuting in South by Southwest for 2024. Uh, we each have a top five of movies that we're most amped for. Art, do you want to kick us off with the five movies you are most excited to see at this year's festival? I try to get a little bit from each of the, uh, what would you call it, the categories, because yeah, they have yeah. a pretty wide range. So I'm sure that we both have a similar headliner, but I'm going for the one that's a little bit more personal for me, even if it's just below. I'm starting off with the headliner Y2K, the newest movie from Kyle Moody, Briggsy Bear himself. Just pulled out the poster that I had when hey. I rearranged everything. I am so excited for his debut because all of the actors that are involved have been talking up this movie. They've been saying that it's going to have this very interesting tone. And don't get me wrong, I am a little worried. It's a debut. Will he be able to handle a feature film the same way? Just because I like him as Brigsby Bear and an actor doesn't mean that I'm going to like him behind the camera. Right. But it's already picked up by A24. Mm -hmm. It's got a stat cast, and I am rooting for it. It is my most anticipated, tied with one other that I think you're going to have for the headliners, Y2K, uh, which I should say, it's supposed to be the last night of 1999, and everyone's got this fear that like some messed up thing's about to happen, so they're all fighting for their lives, and it's uh, Rachel Zegler, yeah. I think one of the kids from um, It, uh, the Knives Out one. Um, yeah, so um... I, I'm, I'm excited for it. Is it Jaden Martell from it? And then also I'm really Probably. excited to see Julian Dennison, who has been in uh, – I think I first saw him in where is it Where the Wild Things Are, the Taika Waititi movie that I like. Uh, or no, no, Hunt for the Wilder People. Thank you. There we go. Um, oh, this boy. Yeah, he had that TIFF movie. Yeah, and he's too. A, yeah, he, he was also the in the most recent yeah. Deadpool movie. So, uh, yeah, it, it's got a lot what? of fun people in its cast. So I'm definitely excited the for it. Kid like, Leroy? What's he doing here, bro? <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. Uh, this is one of those movies that only, like most of the headliners, only has one screening at South by Southwest. Yep. Another thing that South by does that not a lot of the other festivals do. So uh, for those headliners, you get one shot at trying to see them. And if you don't, you might be out of luck. So uh, you got to schedule appropriately. You want to hit us but with another it. one of your most anticipated? Yeah. To double up on the headliners over here, because I'm going to leave this category. I'll leave one for you. Uh, is that the headliners are also the places where last year they hosted Bottoms. Mm -hmm. The year before that, to the date, they hosted a little movie called uh, Everything, Everywhere, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. You could be sitting there for that one, but only showing that is the premiere of what might be a, a future Oscar winner. Future the cult Oscars, classic. A future must watch for you, which is really all that matters. So let me continue with my picks over here. I'm hoping you mentioned two other ones. I had a couple for the headliners, but I wanted to keep it uh, uh, pretty slim here. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one from the narrative competition called "We're All Gonna Die." There's another one Ooh. that also starts with a Wii, but I have to stick yeah. with this one because, dude, you saw who it is, right? The YouTube boys are coming up. Mm -hmm. 
everybody tries so hard to make it out of YouTube to see what that next step is. And a lot of people don't realize that it's entering this new level that is going to go against everything that you wanted to from YouTube. And I feel these guys, the Rocket Jump Boys with Matthew Arnold and Freddie Wong did that and realized it wasn't really the route they wanted to go. So it's taken them longer to get to this step. I'm patient. I'm here. I'm ready. It, it says right here, a struggling beekeeper is forced to team up with an emotionally raw EMT on a road trip to retrieve her bees and his car after their stuff is suddenly teleported across the earth by an alien tentacle. Look, I am rooting for these guys through and through. Last year, we had the Talk To Me boys coming in and truly making a movie. People got it twisted and said, oh, you're just YouTubers supporting YouTubers, baby. There is so many YouTubers making movies. We are not supporting all of them. Mm -hmm. And hell yeah, am I rooting for somebody who started here on this platform where we've made our own and seeing them at a premiere at South By? I'm going to be there day one for that one. I'm very excited. I love how their email for press is still the Rocket Jump email. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, that's also a movie that stars Ashley Birch, who some people might know uh, oh. from her work on Mythic Quest. She's Thank also you. she's a big video game person. A very vi- big video game person was one of the people who acted in The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, yes, she, I believe, she's the main character in Horizon. I don't play those games, the Horizon Forbidden yes. West games, but a very big game. And, that too. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see her uh, take the lead of this movie. I'm really excited for this one right here. So that's my pick for the narrative competition. We're all going to die. You got some or am I I still going? Uh, You want to do all five or should we go back and forth? Yeah, let let me me give all five. I'm moving now on to a narrative spotlight pick over here. There's a lot of good ones in this category. I think this may be my favorite category. So when I tell you that this might be the one that's edging them all out, We'll see if I'm right or wrong. I'm excited for all of them. This one's called Omni Loop. I think we're going to double this yeah, one up. Yeah, I got this on my so five as well. It, I'm going to save it for later, but just know this. this You know what? I'm going to do a better one. I'm going to move on to the next one then, since you're going to have that one on your list. Cool. I'm going to put... I was going to say Cuckoo. I'm going to be Cuckoo right here. I'm going to go I Love You Forever. Okay. Cassie David and Eliza yeah. Kalini's, I think, debut. They've made some shorts. For those of you mm-hmm. who don't know. This is produced by Diablo Cody, a story uh, that is being pitched, I want to say, as a comedy drama, maybe dramedy. One of those where yeah. we don't know what they're trying to put forth uh, as, the, as the main, as a drama, as a comedy. Uh, but it's a subversive love story gone wrong that follows a young woman into and out of an emotionally abusive relationship. I am a big fan of the lead. She is hilarious. She uh, runs the show, not runs the show, but she is a lead for um, Single Drunk Female, which Sophia I think is hysterical. Black Oelia? Is, or Delia? Uh, yeah, Black Delia. Yeah. Delia, her. yeah. Dude, she, she is funny. Mm-hmm. I think she competes with the girls that you were, we were just talking from bottoms. Yeah, okay. I'm pu- oh, I'm putting her head in the ring. That's how much okay. I stand by her. Then you have Cassie David, daughter of Larry, Larry David, David, making a movie. I want to see. The girl yeah. gave us, she introduced the world to Pete <laughs> Davidson as a boyfriend. Let's see if she can introduce us. <laughs> <laughs> to another narrative, dude. Um, yeah. I've never Look, seen her work, per se, other than some cameos yeah. in Hannah Montana, but I'm rooting for her, dude. That'll be my pick for this one. Yeah, uh, she's funny on social media. I don't know if that qualifies her to be a writer-director, but A, it's it's not a disqualification. And I, I know some people liked uh, her book, but look, we're getting the last she season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. And as one David recedes from the spotlight, another David maybe emerges. So I'm, I'm hopeful yeah, for Cassie David's feature debut here, or co- we should say as a co-writer and co-director co-writer, with yeah. uh, Lisa Which I Kalai. respect. Yeah. I respect that. Uh, I can see that they're coming in as a duo there. Did you have Cuckoo on yours? I don't have it in my top five, but it's definitely one okay. that I'm excited for, and I know a lot of people are very uh, Hunter Schaefer horror movie? Yeah. 
it's just debuted out at right Berlin, away. by the way. Yeah, just debuted, which was a massive thing for us because we're like, that's not. That's, you a, know, that's a prestigious film. <laughs> not too shabby right there. Yeah. Uh, but to have it here right before it opens up, I know it's going to open up right away. I think I have the date here, May 3rd. So still early enough, especially yeah. if Hunter's going to be there. But um, that would have been another pick that I had there. But I'm sticking with I Love You Forever. You're going to bring up yeah. another one. Um, so I guess I'm wrapping it with what, my last two? Gasoline Rainbow. Okay, tell me about this one. I, I saw it's one of Nothing? the festival favorites, but I wasn't sure which festival it was in before. Oh, I don't care where it played. Click those two boys right there. Let me know if they remind you. Yeah, that's our... That's our, uh, our uh, oh, shoot. Uh, Bloody Nose Empty Pockets Boys. Yes, sir. We did an interview with them for a yeah. documentary that we found out at the end of it was never a documentary. <laughs> documentary. Like, if that's not enough to sell you on, on that movie, I don't know what else is. We yeah. did an interview with them, and they were so cool. They told us about a secret documentary, a real one, that they made for the making of that Wendy Peter Pan movie yeah. um, that their boy was making. And they, like, sent it to us in secret because uh, then Fox Searchlight was like, this isn't a documentary. You're supposed to be making a promo piece. <laughs> they showed you the director, like, having going through it all to make this big blockbuster. So I, they're really cool guys. Yeah. This new one, I have no idea what it's about, right? It just mm-hmm. says five small town teenagers embark on a last adventure by van, boat, train, and foot to enter this new frontier that is adulthood. I am going for them. So that is my pick right here. It yeah. has already been selected in other festivals as a favorite. Uh, what this category it, usually is is that the programmers went to Sundance and they're like, these were the ones we like and we can get. And they yeah. go to different places. This was this the one, one they brought back from Venice. Venice. Which again, so I gotta have it in my top. That's a nice cosign right there. Yeah, look, yeah, I the, gotta have it there. The Rosses are really, really interesting, boundary pushing filmmakers, and they their films are not necessarily for everybody. But I think if you like get what they're doing, it's some of the most interesting stuff out there. I, I loved yeah. that last one, Bloody Nose, Empty Pocket. So yeah, we got to see the Gasoline Rainbow right? for sure. First of all, cool name. The poster's yeah. fantastic. And uh, yeah, it, it easily was one of the ones that stuck out there. I'm going to wrap up my number five by going back up to headliners because I technically did have a third. It's obvious. Monkey Paw picked this movie up and said, you cannot just go out to streaming. We're going to make sure that you get picked up by Universal and you get a theatrical release for the debut of writer, director, and star Dev Patel. Monkey Man looks like it. it is going to be the event movie to catch there. Yes. They showed John Wick last year. I think I chose Barbecue and cried all the way home when I realized <laughs> they were giving out coins. They give out monkey paws? I don't know. That's the other thing we, we haven't added. Oh, right. On these Paramount screenings, I have entered many of them. I have mentioned this in the past, where for a horror movie, they gave us, a, I think it was a Yorona movie, they gave us the actual brujeria stuff. They gave us those licorice. If you've seen the movie for Evil Dead, you know what that's supposed to be uh, when it comes to the cheese grater. I have gotten scratch and sniff weed uh, smell-o-vision things for Harmony Corinne's uh, The Beach Bum. You get different things everywhere you go. We were cleaning out our place. I actually just picked one up the other day. I want to see if I still have it in here. It is a haunted rock. I don't even know where I put it. <laughs> Maybe I sent it in for some blessings, but there was a, a haunted rock we got from a, a comedy horror movie called... Um, Something ordinary? I can't remember what it was. Just really cool stuff. Zach's got another one there from the activations that they do. Yeah, this is a Daisy Jones and the Six coaster that looks a like man a that got a vinyl jacket record. from Prime. And they oh, yeah, made that it was her nice. not okay or mostly okay mostly on it. Mostly okay, yeah. There's some cool stuff that you could do there. So um, I'm going with Monkey Man because it seems like one of the most anticipated if... Uh, 
Jordan Peele is putting his face behind it, then I've got my face behind it. He had two Monkey Paw movies coming out this year. The one he's directing got pushed. So I'm all in for Monkey Man. So that'll be my fifth pick. There we go. That was going to be one of my five, so I'll double up with you, Monkey oh, Man. Oh, damn. I tried to get it so that it wouldn't be. Okay, my bad. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, look, we can double up on Dev Patel's directorial debut. It looks badass, and I think that's the one that – it's not just that I want to see it. I really want to see that at the Paramount because the Paramount is a raucous, rowdy theater. You get applause breaks. You get uproarious laughter. You get people who are just down to have a good time. Hecklers. And yeah, and occasionally hecklers. So that's the kind of thing where if you are are in the mood for that kind of movie, you're going to not have a more perfect atmosphere than at a place like South by Southwest. So I'm really anticipating Monkey Man. Uh, something that's a little bit off the beaten path uh, that I picked up from the Visions section, because Visions is like their sort of... Uh, experimental occasionally section or things that are not necessarily your traditional kind of three-act structure style film uh, is this movie called Seven Keys. I don't know if you looked at this one much, uh, but mm-hmm. it's a movie that takes place in London as a couple meets and form an instant connection. She follow. She learns that he has the keys to every home he's lived in and they take a journey through all of those homes. The, oh. I think that's the where the titular seven keys comes into play. Pretty intriguing premise. I I, I like films that have sort of like a clear structure like that. Um, But uh, I was also intrigued by one of the leads here is apparently Billy Postlewaite. I I hadn't heard of him before, but it turns out he's the son of the late actor Pete Postlewaite, a great uh, film actor who uh, is in a lot of classic films. So I'm curious to see his son in something. I'm curious about this premise. It's a, a pretty intriguing idea. I think seven keys. Um, Interesting. Another one, which we just brought up on our weekend must watch earlier this week. It's the new movie from the director of the disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, who himself has kind of disappeared in the decade since that film. Uh, this movie is called the greatest hits. It sounds pretty interesting Bro, in that you just said seven keys. And I literally thought I was like, wasn't there another movie that was very similar? Continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, the greatest hits is about a woman who discovers she can tra- travel back in time when listening to certain songs. Um, That's the one it, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about it. Uh, it's got some uh, some recognizable people involved in the cast as well, Good from people. Lucy Boynton yeah. to Justin H. Min, uh, David Cornsweet, oh the recently not, uh, crowned uh, Clark Kent. Yeah, wow. Superman, exactly. Bye. So I'm, I'm curious about this one. You know, given Ned Benson's background making a movie like The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, which for those who didn't see that movie, which is probably the most of you, are, are these two twin movies, his and hers, that star Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy as this couple who sort of go ha, go in and out of a relationship with each other over many years. But the two films are they're, are each their independent stories. So this is a director who really has like kind of a in, experimental, intriguing way of approaching how he wants to tell stories. Given that that's his background, it makes me more excited for a movie like this, that he is somebody who might be pushing some boundaries in terms of the structure of a film like this and is maybe adept at experimenting with film structure. So, uh, yeah, Greatest Hits is definitely one of the movies I'm most anticipating at South By. And the Um, premise is great. The connection between music and memory is just asking for viewers to cry. 
<laughs> with whatever Lucy Boynton is gonna do up on screen, it's gonna hit, and I think yeah. people are just gonna be tears because yeah, I, I I agree with that fully. I hope this is a movie that has like excellent needle drops. It's it just feels it's like a movie to, begging right? for it. Yeah. Yes. The same way that you hear something and it takes you back to, I don't know what our Texas song is or our Sundance song, but whatever they do in the movie, that you're going to feel the same emotions with her when it drops. And it's almost going to be like an experiment testing the audience of the the theme it's trying to say. He's going to deliver this one. I I think it's going to be really good. And again, what did I tell you? It's this category, Spotlight. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I got another one from Narrative Spotlight. This one's called A Nice Indian Boy. This is the new film from director Roshan Sethi, whose previous Mm -hmm. film also starred, uh, um, excuse me, his previous film also starred Karin Sony, Seven Days. It's one of the first like COVID movies I feel like we got a romantic comedy and with Karin and Geraldine Viswanathan. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was pretty solid given it's like modest uh, production. It feels like. I'm hoping that this is going to be a chance for both of them to step up into in a bigger movie. Uh, and this one, it, it's about uh, it, it's a similar like LGBT story about, uh, about an Indian American played by uh, Karen Sony. Uh, but I think this one also has a lot of cast members that I'm particularly excited with. Uh, Jonathan Groff is starring alongside him. Sunita Mar- Mani, as well as Ham- uh, Hamish Patel, are in the cast. Oh, really? So. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm very intrigued by this one. I liked the first film, but it definitely feel Seven Days definitely felt like somebody's debut movie. So it's mm-hmm. it's a good opportunity to see them kind of like expand what they're doing. Um, so I'm hopeful for a nice Indian boy. Also, just the fact that it was like a COVID debut. Right. And what they were able to do with the story is really clever when they take the traditions of what the characters are going through and how that clashed with like COVID. Mm-hmm. It was pretty clever. So getting someone as big as Jonathan Groff, I, ho- I hope they're able to go all in with it. Yeah, I think it could be really delightful. And then my last pick is the other one that you had mentioned earlier. It is Omni Loop. This is a oh, okay. really intriguing film uh, that is about a woman who has a black hole inside her chest and yeah. basically travels through time to try and cure it. Uh, it stars uh, Mary Louise Parker, my longtime Let's favorite, go. alongside Io Adebri, everybody's new favorite, and a uh, recent South by Southwest queen with bottoms. I'm I'm hyped for it. I think this one could be a lot of fun. It's got a cool premise. It's got a cool cast. I'm just here for it. Oh, damn. If you look at Hannah Pearl Utt, I was like, why does that name sound familiar? I yep. like her a little bit more than you guys do sometimes. Yep. Uh, but I think she's pretty funny, so that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one because I, I looked up the director, and they've done a couple of shorts. I don't know if you got the chance to see Hudson Geese. No. I don't know if it's out yet because technically this came out like in 2020. It's been doing the festival circuit. It's literally just about Hudson Geese. And, you know, sometimes they're about their day, and you get trapped in a plane flown by Sully. Oh. <laughs> I think this it, one is it, on Vimeo. When I tell you it is the most, like, almost pointless, yet also is like a microcosm of what the world really is, I want to see what this guy has to say in a movie okay. as big as Omni Loop about a black hole growing inside someone's Let's chest. Go. I, I'm down there, yeah, for sure. You know, there is one that I thought you were going to mention above yeah. Omni Loop, which is why I gave you Omni Loop, but you never said babes. I didn't say babes. Uh, I, I'm excited for it. I don't know if I'd put a top five. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it because I'm, I am I think that uh, the duel that we got in um, Alana was in Broad City. Yeah. 
she obviously played the more charismatic, the one who was very you know loud. But Abby, as her counterpart, was kind of quiet. Right. I don't think she's going to have that here with her counterpart. And I think it's actually going to play a lot better. Michelle Bateau is definitely louder than her. And I'm mm-hmm. very curious to see how they play off that because now I feel she's not going to be the confident one. She may totally. be the anxiety ridden one. I think they're going to play off of each other well, but it's also coming from Pamela Adlin. Yeah. I think she's got that Louis C.K. funny in her, having worked with him for so long. <laughs> I think she has a really good vision. I've seen episodes of her show. I'm yeah. very curious to see what she's going to do uh, with her debut here. Um, so I'm curious with it. This one is about uh, after becoming pregnant from a one-night stand, Eden leans on her married best friend and mother of two, Dawn, to guide her through gestation and beyond. That's oh, even better. Yeah. So this was one that I, I thought you were going to have in the top, but um, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I think it might be a hit. Yeah, definitely. It's on my list for sure. So uh, there's a lot that we're excited about uh, with the festival. But before we get into some of the other picks on our radar, we want to talk about some of the other things that are exciting about Austin and our guide towards uh, how to do the festival. I think one of the things that hopefully most people have sorted out, but maybe you don't by now, is the idea of where to stay. And you were explaining to this to me before I I came, but uh, I don't know if it clicked quite as much as actually being there and experiencing it sort of cements it to you. But the way that Austin is, is divided is there are, there's this river that runs through the center of downtown and there's a bunch of stuff north of the, uh, the river and there's a bunch of stuff south of the river, or I guess it's technically called Ladybird Lake. I don't know, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, but you know, there's the Paramount theater, which has all the headliners, and is above that river, north of that river. And then there's the Alamo Theater, as well as the Zach Theater, and some of the other uh, venues that we go to that are south of the river. If you are going to try and hit up as many of those headliners as possible, and there's a good chance if you're spending money on a South by Southwest Pass that you're trying to, getting on that north side of the river to make it easier to get to the Paramount Theater is probably your best bet. Uh, somewhere around the uh, UT campus or something like that. But yeah, just making it so that you don't have to deal with that traffic, with those bridges that get backed up, especially that opening weekend of the festival, it's probably going to be your best bet. You've stayed on both sides of the river, though, and I think mm-hmm. there's there's some advantages to both, right? Yeah, I mean, it really just depends where you're going to get a deal. You know, this is one of those where it's like, I could recommend you a movie where you stay. I mean, that's up to you. I don't know what your budget is. I don't know yeah. how far you can get. If you True. stay too far, you're going to need a car. You're going to make sure you get on the bus. But I would recommend staying above the river because most venues are there. Last year, they changed it. And below the river, there was a lot of activations, meaning the mm-hmm. spots where you were getting treats and, and food. Pop-ups. And pop-up stuff. But yeah. I think you need to be above the river because especially if you look at the map, 35 and the 1. Everything between there is where the festival is happening. Mm-hmm. If you're on those, you're stuck in traffic for a while. You're not making your showing. So uh, it's just being smart on that. To me, the main area you're going to be is uh, right there on Congress, right? Paramount mm-hmm. and the state side. They're right next to each other. Right. Just get to know that area. Yeah, you could probably have an excellent South by Southwest only seeing movies in those two theaters that are right next to each other. That's where most of the big movies play. And you, you could, yeah, it might just make your life that much easier. But if you are navigating around the festival, there's obviously a lot of uh, rideshare services, although sometimes traffic is difficult and sometimes roads get closed when there's uh, events and premieres and stuff like that. There are those rideshare scooters, which if you if you want to take that risk, I, I got to 
gigantic scratch and bruise on my arm last year. I was but... about to say, if you're going to endorse, <laughs> it got I mean, us there in one yeah, piece. It almost. technically got us there. Technically got us there. But yeah. Man, we wanted to go see a horror movie. I look over to the right. Zach, Zach looks worse than the girl on screen. <laughs> uh, not they my shining moment. They were yeah. fun, though. No, it was a cool. Ex- it, I'm glad I experienced it at least once. Uh, my body was sore for several days. I'll say that. But so um, you want to do the scooters up to Interstellar Barbecues? What you said, the 45 minute spot, right? There we go. That'd be perfect. Um, but the the festival does have a shuttle, which provided you have enough time between your screenings, probably is going to be the easiest way to get yourself between different theaters. Um, it you know it does a pretty efficient job, and I think. Uh, you can look up t- times for it online, I believe. Yeah, you'll have to. And there'll be a yeah. different uh, festival shuttle than the shuttles that they have there. Festival shuttle is free. Theirs is around 250 They have like an actual bus that goes around town. Both are good options. Um, as far as what to bring to Sundance, excuse me, to South by Southwest, uh, I feel like we do a lot of walking there. So, you know, your your best walking shoes, versatile yes, clothing. Shoes. Be- Underwear. Versatile- <laughs> Underwear is important, especially it, like several hotter. pairs here's a, of here's it. The one thing you had a cold one last year. Yes, it was windy for you. It, it wasn't was. that bad. I have gotten both. The year prior to you was very windy as well, but three years prior to that, or whenever my first year was, I think 2019, hot. Yeah. So I don't know that's, what this year is going to bring. That's the thing. Because it is kind of the springtime festival in Texas, the weather can be unpredictable. And it also frequently will be very hot during the day and then much cooler once the sun sets so cold at night like a desert and yeah, every so single time we get there there'll be some windy days and i'll meet somebody and they'll be like you could take this windy city chicago wind <laughs> back home we don't right? want it here so uh, maybe it is br- me bringing it i don't know right but uh you will have to get a mixture of shorts and pants it is probably yeah. the weirdest one to pack for Versatile clothing, layers is probably helpful. Um, and also, I would say some extra room in your suitcase. Totally worth it at a festival like this. The Art talked about it earlier, but the amount of okay. swag they throw at you is absurd. And if you are going to be going to these pop-ups or if you are going to be going to these Paramount premiere screenings and ending up with like bags of candy and, and cheese graters and Posters stuff. Posters and Dolby uh, Thermo. Yeah, everything. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to want to pop. <laughs> you're going to want to not have to pay those like airline 50, over 50 uh, pound charge overpriced charges. Right. Like prepare. Mail it accordingly. To <laughs> yeah, that's a good or, or have a friend who's driving back and can take the posters for you. Right. And then charges you because he wants them mailed. <laughs> no, the, the South by posters from last year did take. A year, but they got where they needed to go eventually. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about, like, things to do in Austin, things to eat in Austin. You know, we mentioned the pop-ups were a really big thing last year. A lot of them were south of the river. But even stuff that we weren't that interested in seeing, sometimes it was worth going to those Mm -hmm. pop-ups because you can get uh, free drink tickets, free food. It's a chance to sometimes get samplings of... Uh, the local Austin cuisine. I was at an event that was at Wu Chow, which is one of the uh, premier Chinese restaurants in the city. 
and Incredible. you know it, it it's just another another nice way to explore the city even if it is in these like limited events but we you mm-hmm. know we ended up walking places that we hadn't been before and just trying to navigate uh new parts of town so i would definitely look at all the pop-ups uh, i don't know if all the information is out there yet but they always add more information in the days leading up to the festival so it's worth checking out all of that uh you had also mentioned 6th street which is the the boozy section of the city Stay the opposite side. I don't think you need to go to any of those places. I don't think anything serving something you can't find anywhere else. But I think it. Uh, what's also worth mentioning, as, as you alluded to earlier, is that because South by is not just a film festival, there's a lot of fun things to do that are not just films. There are concerts mm-hmm. from a lot of different artists across different genres. There are comedy events and stand-up comedy. Uh, there, There is the incredible XR side of things, which I know mm-hmm. you're extremely excited to dive into this year. Yeah. Um, from the ones that you had mentioned, the only thing for music, South by has been known for doing interesting things on how they reveal the lineup. So just know that the biggest <laughs> yes. artists surprisingly were being announced when we were there. So yeah, I, we can't speak on the music side that much, but we know it's there. We bring it up. That's all I can say. You I are remember mentioned... looking at the lineup and thinking there's no artist I was interested in seeing. And then looking at the You're app when the we festival. were already in Austin. And it's like, and wait. And plays in an hour. Yeah. I, I wish I had known about this and no, planned about accordingly. This. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. yeah. So some weird stuff that happens there. That's all I'll say about the music stuff. We never get movies appearing like that. <laughs> um, you had mentioned the installations. I'm going to say that the two biggest things, don't go to 6th Street. If you have a band of any sort, remind me if you can recall whether you needed a band for everything or I should say badge for everything. I felt I like sometimes were... people were walking in, but I wasn't security. So I don't know. Right. I think there were certain events that were open to anybody. With in, a... right? Yeah. Yeah. But there, there are some that are more exclusive for sure. Yeah. So, so between the paramount to the uh, Austin convention center, which would technically be this way, the way you're seeing me on screen, this is the paramount. This is the convention center. When you're walking from here to here, there's a bunch of little spots. Dolby will take a place and they'll be giving out free things every day. There will be like a DC Warner brothers will take over a spot, be giving out Funko yeah. Pops. But underneath, I should, should say this way underneath that bridge, that water, there are two specific spots to go. The paramount peacock place. And then the prime installation. The Prime installation opens it up for so many things. There is food. Last year, they had a swarm thing where you would go in and grocery shop. It's the same way she did in the show. A bunch of cool things there. But then you go to the Paramount Peacock place, and they have events, games. They're giving out vinyls. They're giving out drinks galore. Go to those sections instead of going to 6th Street, where you're going to go to dive bars and pay too much. And then you hear, like, bullets and people running the other way. Like, just stay away from 6th Street, in my opinion. But getting into the real nitty-gritty, besides XR... Bro, I'm going to be a nerd and pitch you the EDU. They have an education mm. almost convention that happens. The first year we accidentally walked in there. Dude, they're creating things that are not only profound for classrooms. They're creating things that we're going to see in our everyday life, dealing with like boards and like projections. And I'm like, this is beyond schooling, but it be- it's because it's for education that they're getting that funding. I think it's worth trying things out um, at, the- at that spot. They take over the mm-hmm. entire convention center and it's almost like booths that they're hosting. Um different things i think that's yeah. worth the walk on the top of the xr of yeah the whole tech side you can just like figure things out but it's the xr where you need to make appointments right they are grabbing a bunch of vr be it the uh what's the facebook one the meta one they are uh, now yeah uh, quest right they're but now Vision introducing quest, yeah. the apple vision pro that's the one meta i'm most quest. excited for yeah it's right. like 
Beta Quest, something like that. Um, yeah, Division Pro, Pro is going to have one. I'm excited to that because that's kind of like the only place you're going to be able to try something and also be able to try the product with the actual game or whatever it is they want you to see. But they're starting to do body ones. You go in there and you need to make sure that on those two, three days that they have them open, you get there on the first day just to RSVP for the following day. Mm -hmm. Because these book up, they're putting you in these costumes where you're feeling every sensation. So it's more than just you being in a place. You're feeling it throughout your body. Some really interesting pieces of work. Some really interesting pieces of work with with some of these people doing like biopics on things I don't want to relive in VR. But it's definitely worth uh, checking out. So besides the film section, dabble in the uh, music, dabble in the XR, go to the education convention, go to some keynote speakers. There is so much to do without you even seeing one movie that Mm -hmm. would make South by worth it. But we're here to recommend the movies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Although I think we can also recommend... A couple restaurants. You want to shout out just some of our, our favorites before we get into the movie? Hey, it's what comes before the movie. It's dinner and a movie, right? What you need? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, we'd be wrong without mentioning, as I, I like to, the uh, Texas monthly barbecue rankings list, which ranks the best b- places in barbecue or in Texas for barbecue. And there are a lot of Austin spots on the list, including the uh, legendary Franklin barbecue. I got to try Leroy and Lewis last year, which was incredible. Also, incredibly long lines at a lot of these places. You got to prepare for maybe like an hour or two hour or three. Oh, yeah. They got uh, beef cheeks on the weekends at Leroy and Lewis. So make sure to steer that way for that. Uh, Terry Black's, your spot you took us to last year. One of your favorites was solid. Uh, We're definitely going to hit that up again. But my favorite single bite Last year was at Micklethwaite's, the beef rib there, just it falls apart, falls off the bone. It was incredible. Uh, but you can expand your... make the list? It, it did make the list. It made the top 50. Um, top 50? Yeah. No, no, no. Stick with me. I'm going to give you top three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got some barbacoa up. and tacos, bro. Well, Micklethwaite's, mm-hmm. I got you Micklethwaite's right there. But, yeah, yeah, dude, you need to go to Veracruz. You need mm-hmm. to go to Quantos Tacos. Whatever taco shop you go down there, you're going to get a good one. It's like a lay down there. They These two are practically arguing with each other as states mm-hmm. on who's got the, the, the better taco. But damn, uh, just try a barbacoa taco wherever you can and a migas taco. That's when they actually make like migas, which is like mm. egg and uh, tortilla put together. And then you're still putting that on top of a tortilla. Yeah, the, the, the taco shops are always the places to go. I got two chicken spots. Bird, bird biscuit. I haven't taken to you yet. I think it's going to deliver. But the one we did get to go, and I think was our final meal last year, briskets. Yeah, We're talking briskets. A beautiful honey buttered biscuit with chicken. You don't like chicken? Bro, they put pastrami. They were mm-hmm. putting a whole rib in there. It was unbelievable what we were eating. Or a brisket. Unreal. Oh, yeah, brisket. Yeah. There you go. And I Fantastic believe stuff. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but briskets was a recommendation to you from another barbecue shop. That's sometimes the best thing to do is get the recommendations from the barbecue places. Last year, the Leroy and Lewis people told me to go to JNL barbecue. So I'm definitely hitting that up this year. I also want to hit up. What's the one that I told you early on? The one we missed uh, La year? Barbecue. La Barbecue is another one. Yeah, Interstellar um, spots. we were talking about. Yeah, Interstellar is another one. It's a little bit out, but we're looking forward to that one. Coffee-wise, Merritt Coffee always do, does me right. I always come back with a bag. Uh, took you out of Summer Moon. That Summer Moon milk, completely different. Uh, and then Try Hard Coffee is another really good spot. They support local uh, artists. So if like you really, really want to get into a place that's going full indie, 
don't bring your South by gear into there because I think that's the one thing they look sideways at. But they are supporting the artists that sometimes aren't supported at these festivals. So some really good spots. Awesome. And then uh, one last thing before we talk about some of the movies that we're most excited to see is that if you are going for movies, I think one of the really important things to know is about the SS Express passes. Uh, This is something that is available through the South by Southwest app, and this is going to be your actual ticket to getting into the movies. Uh, Art, you, you've dealt with it a bit more than, than I have, but is it, it's two hours before the movie starts, you got to hit that button and reserve oh, your spot? What do, you, what do you remember, Zach? Let's see how my, my Yoda lessons have stuck. What do you remember from the Express I remember uh, swiping down on the screen over and over again until I see the number switch and then hitting it as soon as I can. When? Two hours before? Two hours before what? The The showtime. 9 a.m. the oh, day prior. Not, see, I'm screwing, I'm mixing this up with Sundance now. It's 9 a.m. the day prior to the movie the you want to see. You need to get all of your movies that you want the next day. Line them up. You don't do that. They put you in a secondary line. You pray you get in. You yeah. get that, you're set. How was it whenever we missed one? Uh, no bueno. It, yeah, not you worth need going. It. Yeah, you, you, you don't you have need a fest. It. It's particularly now imagine how those... many people don't even know about this. Right, exactly. When so... did you figure out about it? You would have had to walked in front of the line and gone, wait, what the heck is this? Mm-hmm. They it's don't tell not you about something it. that I feel like they explain pretty clearly, but it is essential to getting into the headliner movies in particular. So if you want to actually see some of those big movies, it's 9 a.m. the day before. And and it's even it even goes down to like prioritizing the order in which you're hitting the buttons. Because sometimes yep. in the time it takes you to go from the first movie you're picking to the second movie you're picking, that second movie gets all booked up. It's gone. I did not and see Dungeons and Dragons at up. South by Southwest last year. Because that's for y'all to pick up strategic. Yeah, because that did not listen to me about the Express Pass. So if you do want to see a movie, 9 a.m. the day prior. If you're pitching to somebody who you don't want to join you, two hours before the screen told that. There we go. Perfect. All right. Uh, you want to talk some movies? Um, yeah, what else you got? Uh, is there anything that you're anticipating from the 24 beats per second category? Because South by is a, f- a festival that has a big emphasis on music. They also have a lot of music themed movies. These are usually documentaries, although sometimes we see a narrative here. Um, I know I have a couple that I'm particularly excited about. Uh, the biggest one is probably this is a film about the Black Keys, yeah. which is a film about the Black Keys. Uh, I've liked a lot of their music. I don't like some of their uh, more recent music, but I'm curious about this documentary uh, for several reasons. Uh, it's probably the standout from the the. Uh, from the category to me. I also do want to check out Mogwai if the stars had sound. Mogwai is a really interesting post-rock band. If you saw the show 000, they had a really cool score that uh, was uh, attached to that show. So I'm, I'm curious to learn more about the band. It's one that I know only like passingly and it's, mm-hmm. it'll be a nice opportunity to, you know, take that deeper, deeper dive. Anything stand out to you? Uh, music wise, really the black keys one. Yeah. I don't care for the Diane Warren one. And you just (laughs) risk with these documentaries is, are they going to give you a full breakdown on the artist or is it going to be like the artist making a commercial? Yeah. So we'll see how the black keys one goes. I just want to see the Diane Warren one now before it inevitably gets nominated for best original song next year. Disgusting and disqualified. Hopefully. 
I do uh, got some over here on uh, for my docs. I got three docs that I'm interested in, but it's one of those where it's like I'm hoping we get to get a, a lot of screeners for this because narratively, that's already our entire schedule. And then there's still like 40 other docs. Yeah. Cheech and Chong have a doc, and they're calling yes, they it their do. last movie. If you know the way that they pitch their movies, calling it Cheech and Chong's last movie and it being the documentary of their career. Look, if there was one I wanted to be there in person for, and they're giving out stuff, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, let's do I'm it. I'm very excited for whatever the giveaway is going to be, <laughs> knowing they're now in uh, the edibles uh, business or whatever. That one should be funny. Uh, movie Pass, Movie Crash looks like it's going to be a very interesting breakdown yeah. on what's going to be there. Obviously, the moment I saw that, it looked like it was going to be fascinating, breaking down not just what happened with Movie Pass, but proving uh, they were never there. To make money through movies, but through other, something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wrapping here for my top three would be the Clemente doc about the yeah. Major League uh, Baseball player. So those Cheech and Chong, Movie Pass, and Clemente are the three that I'm scoping out to maybe catch in a the theater. Um, if not, l- let's hope they give out screeners because that's usually when they're they're pretty good with it. Sometimes yeah. these documentarians will give you the screener. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, we don't have any uh, digital links and then the movie goes nowhere and then they magically get the digital links so we'll see how it goes but we'll report back at the end for that yeah i mean we like to catch the documentaries when we can but we we but i'm making room for you you're not making room for me yeah yeah it's sometimes hard to to fit them in when there are so many narratives that feel like they need to be seen on the big screen those are usually especially like when it's like art for everybody is the name of the documentary and then they don't give out links and then no one's seen it and it's sitting on Tubi. So yeah, I mean, that, it's pick. one of the, it's one of the sections where I, I wish some of these festivals would st- stick with a partial digital offering because yeah, I get why monkey man is not playing South by Southwest digitally. Right. But some of these documentaries would probably get a better uh, reception or a bigger audience. An army of had. women about the group of women in Austin who tried to fight against the rapist and want to make sure that it's ho- uh, told to the world. That should right. probably be told to the world. Yeah. Uh, I had two of the three documentaries you mentioned on my list. The one that uh, you didn't mention was Dickweed. I don't know if you read the premise of this one. I did. Uh, and I have no idea if this is going to be like good or just like haha Bonkers. a guy lost his dick and there's weed involved <laughs> but like i don't know man sounds like it could be a pretty crazy doc hey uh top name for sure yeah for sure uh let's talk a little bit about the festival favorite category because as you mentioned they have a whole category here where they take the best movies that they see at other film festivals and bring them down to austin uh probably the standout here is going to be I saw the TV Glow, which was a lot of people's uh, standout from Sundance earlier this year. I was yeah. hoping to get a chance to see this. It is playing opposite the 2024 Academy Awards. So I won't be in the audience for that one. I told y'all, bro. Y'all looked at me sideways for wanting to see it again at Sundance. It was going to be gone here. I'll drop you off. <sighs> yeah. I'll drop you off. You know the Oscars. You know the winners. <laughs> but you're here for the movies. Yeah. Only one showing. Only one showing at South by, unfortunately. That's hot. Yeah. For the movie. Not for us, but for the movie? <laughs> That's a pretty cool way to come in. I'll, I'll catch it when A24 puts it in theaters. Uh, another a good one, one that I am hopeful to catch, although we were talking about it before with the stream, and it's it's rough with the schedule, Sing Sing, which 
premiered at Toronto last year to some pretty strong reviews. A24 has this one. It is playing twice in the first two days of the festival. Uh, this is a film starring Coleman Domingo. That sounds really, really intriguing. And I'm hopeful I can catch it, but it might mean sacrificing one of the movies you talked about, Babes. So I, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Skip um, Roadhouse. I'll, I'll send you my pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> uh, you mentioned gas, uh, Gasoline Rainbow, which is another one from this category. Do you have any other picks from the festival favorites? Um, I have one more that I'm anticipating because I haven't seen, but I'll start with some picks that we have. Besides I Saw the TV Glow, if you don't care for the Oscars, go watch it. Didi, really good pick yes. from Sundance that is now here. Black Box Diaries was also fantastic. Yes. And if you wanted to get an early screening before it premieres in April, Sasquatch Sunset is also here, which to me is a perfect South by movie, especially oh, yeah. when we were describing how everybody's partying. Uh, but you saw one. Uh, I think all of you saw it at TIFF. There's a movie called Back Spot that you guys yes. had recommended coming out of that. That is the one movie from this list that uh, I'm adding to my um, schedule because I've yet to see it. And I've heard it's been pretty good. So I'm glad yeah. it got picked up as a festival favorite. So that that... Gasoline and Sing Sing are my three that I hope to catch from here. Those other three you mentioned, Black Box Diaries, DD, and Sasquatch Sunset, all made our Sundance Top 10 video as well. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely a recommendation for on all three of those. Interesting one right here. Ghostlight and Sing Sing, we compared as kind of being very similar, and they're both in this yeah. category. So yeah. Ghostlight would be a good one if you can't catch uh, Sing Sing. Definitely. Uh, Global is a pretty small category this year. There's only a few films in there, but did you have one that stood out to you? Um, not too much, but I'm curious for yeah. uh, Malta, the one we got a screener for. They had yeah. the same day they sent it to you, they sent it to me. And the only thing that that email did say is that the director screenwriter is working on 100 Years of Solitude, the the Netflix adaptation that they're putting a lot of money into it. And if you know yeah. anything about that book, that is a that's a pivotal book. Uh, so I'm curious. They're the head writer mm-hmm. on the show, and this is their movie for this year. So I'm, we'll see. Yeah, I I, uh, took a look at Bianco's Bachata, uh, just a story about a recovering drug addict trying to uh, sort of marry this woman that he loves. And I don't know, the premise intrigued me. But uh, again, Global is another one where I feel like it gets relegated to the smaller theaters. And I don't know if we often see films from that category at South By. A lot of times it's because of their uh, screener links. Yeah, exactly. do we want to talk about any other headliners that we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, what you got? I just am really excited for Roadhouse, man. Gyllenhaal looks insane in the movie. Are you really? I'm excited for him. I don't. I couldn't care less about the movie. The movie's out. Everyone leaked it. Everyone showed you every single part of this movie, how he wins, everything. I only care for him. This movie looks like garbage, bro. I could I, be wrong. I mean, it I think the behind bad. the scenes. I think behind the scenes isn't necessarily going to give you the same thing as actually seeing how Doug Lyman puts it together. Whoa, because whoa, this whoa, is the guy. Whoa. I said behind the scenes, they're spoiling the movie, and I'm not in- intrigued for it. The posters look like garbage. Fine posters. That's not po- poster. Doug Lyman is not designing the posters. But Doug Lyman's not even showing up to the premiere of this movie. I, I oh, think you want me to go at Doug Lyman? Doug Lyman makes bad movies. <laughs> Doug Lyman made Edge of Tomorrow. Doug Lyman made Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Doug Lyman made Edge of Tomorrow was 10 years ago. It's not that old. Doug Lyman is behind a lot of great movies, and some of them them are bad because he's a dude who likes to take some swings. But I like Doug Lyman. I I like Doug Lyman a lot. So I'm very curious at what this is. You know, uh, I I heard, I, I read something that said that 
Uh, Amazon offered them sixty million to make the movie and put it in theaters, mm-hmm. and eighty-five million to make the movie and put it on streaming. Mm-hmm. And even though they are protesting it, he took the eighty-five million. I think that's an OG move. He took the be- the the bigger budget to make the movie he wanted to make, and I think it's going to be good. And then went to his yacht to be told and reminded what deal he took. Fine. It's a G move until the it movie gets still got made. The, the movie still got made. That's what lasts. I, yes, I'm excited and for I this one. I hope that the 114 minutes. I I hope it delivers. I'm there for Jake Gyllenhaal if he's going to be there uh, in person. If Conor McGregor's going to be there in person, I think that's <laughs> worth the, the the ticket there. But there we go. Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. I wanted to be more excited for this. I thought yeah. there was a Ronda Rousey version of this movie. It was in development, but that fell through at some point. And then this kind of took it over? Yeah, yeah. All right. It, there's a trailer for this, no? <laughs> Jill a better actor than Ronda Rousey. I'll say that much. Oh, I mean, I hope so. I just, I, I don't understand what they're doing with the Roadhouse remake. I guess that's why I've never been anticipating it, but yeah, it's our first movie, no? Yeah, I mean, Isn't it's the opening night film, so I'm, I, that hopefully means something. I think if it's opening and then it comes out March 21st on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Dungeons and Dragons. I saw the wrong poster, Zach. You're right. I saw the wrong poster. There you go. Oh, f- all right. So uh, let's talk about the Midnighter section. Some intriguing horror movies in here, but any one in particular jumps out to you as the one that you can't wait to see? Uh, we are recommending It's What's Inside. Do you have? Yes. Did, do we have a spot? That was the one that we actually did say collectively. That's our our rewatch. I'm seeing it. I, I I'm. I'd rather do a rewatch of that than see almost anything in this festival. <laughs> Sheesh, damn, bro. Even Roadhouse? I, I really, really dug that movie. I'm definitely seeing it. And with a South By audience, I'm definitely seeing Look, it at South By. I hope that we have a spot for it in there because this movie is so good. I recommend it as a rewatch at a fest with yeah. new movies. But I got to stick with the new movies, man. Uh, Azrael sounds interesting. They're saying this has no dialogue. Okay. Samara yeah. Weaving? All right. She's good in horror. We'll see. It's about her going through a like a, a cult of uh, I don't some call and I, and I don't think they could speak. So technically, I don't know how that affects her. But she doesn't speak in the movie either. So uh, that one's probably at the top of my list. Um, I'm in- intrigued with things will be different, which sounds like it's like a heist movie mixed with a time travel movie of sorts. Like they, they pull off a heist and escape through time travel or something. And that it's okay. also got a horror element to it. Sounds just like a very intriguing mashup of, of several genres. So I'm definitely uh, curious about what things will be different has in store. Nice. All right. Uh, any narrative feature competition movies that you want to talk about? Narrative feature competition. I was looking back. I feel like this was the category last year that we did like nothing. They mm-hmm. they're very difficult at getting these movies out, and then once they come out, they sadly don't do the best out there. But uh, I had mentioned we're all gonna die. Another one that I would bring up is We Strangers. I thought it had a very interesting premise. It is <laughs> about a commercial cleaning lady in Gary, Indiana who then like realizes that everything that's happening around her is kind of like, I think she realizes she's in Gary, Indiana, (laughs) but I think she gets uh, hired to do a job that really pushes the limits of living there. The director grew up in Gary, Indiana. She, I I like her bio. She says she's from India and Indiana. Those are the two places she lives in between. Um, And this one intrigued me because the cast that she has makes me wonder if she's going to get a good tone. It's got your girl, Sarah Goldberg. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's if also she's got. She's trusting you. I feel like they may have the tone down yeah. right on this. It could be good. It's also got her uh, Barry co-star Kirby Howell Baptiste, I think, in the lead role, right? Oh, is that uh, okay? I was wondering why. Like, it's the one name right here, Kirby. Oh yeah. wait, she was in Cruella, dude. Yeah, she's really great. And she was in Happily. Happily is mm-hmm. uh, uh, one of those tone movies that I really like. Okay. Yeah, I- I'm, I'm curious I'm, for this one. This was one that stood out for me. We same. Stayed. I'm very intrigued by that one. Uh, t- sticking with the Wii movies, I was curious about. Uh, we were dangerous. No, 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 no. There's three Wii's. There are three Wii's at South by Southwest this year. This is the Taika one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is one that is set in New Zealand in 1954, and it's about these delinquent girls who are sent to a, an institution. Uh, and I'm getting some, like, miseducation of Cameron Post vibes off of the Ooh. the uh, po- the uh, image that they've selected as well as the, the plot description here. So I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued by the premise of We Were Dangerous. I'm also intrigued by The Black Sea. I don't know if you read the plot summary of this one, but it's about... Uh, a guy from New York who chases a financial opportunity to Eastern Europe only to find himself stranded and the only black guy there and sort of just like making inroads with the community. Uh, And the premise is intriguing enough, but it is also co-directed by Crystal Moselle, a filmmaker that we've been following for quite a bit between her work on The Wolf Pack and her work on the TV show Betty. Uh, Very interested to see what she has in store with The Black Sea. Did you know Skate Kitchen was a short film? That's what I found out. It was like a yeah. short. And then, then it was Skate Kitchen feature. and then it was Betty, yeah. That became, yeah. She's so been what they're doing here. for a while. And she's, is this a narrative or a doc? Do you know? This, I believe, is a narrative. It's because uh, narrative the guy plays himself. The director, Derek B. Harden, is also yeah. in the cast. So that's the part where it's like, oh, you're doing that Betty thing again. Mm-hmm. Where they're like playing a version of themselves. Exactly, yeah. So he, he's got, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, a co-director credit on it. So hey, I'm very intrigued I'm, by that one. Our boys from uh, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets, we're about to get, we're about to get some interesting time. Get a little weird with the, with yeah. the films. Let's yeah, let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would that, be my picks from there. My only pick in narrative spotlight uh, was I Love You Forever. Plus, uh, I had mentioned several... In my most anticipated, I think uh, A Nice Indian Boy and uh, Greatest Hits were both narrative spotlight as well. Uh, but there's this is a stacked, stacked category. It's so. stacked, bro. You got yeah, no, I mean, loop. Yeah, you got, that was I one of my most forever. anticipated, too. The Greatest I'm Hits. Saying these were, we mentioned these Cuckoo. already. So let me we give mentioned these ones. already. Arcadian. I'm going down a list. Okay, fine. Let's Arcadian. go Arcadian. That's the Nick Cage one, right? Nick Cage. And I was like, okay, we're going to have some goofy Nick Cage. It could be good Nick Cage. It could be bad Nick Cage. You're going to have a good time either way, right? But then I see who this is, and it was the lead VFX guy from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. I know him as the guy who did the short called A Folded Ocean, which you can find on Vimeo. I'm not even going to spoil that. Once you see that, you're going to be like, okay, what is a VFX person doing directing a movie with Nicolas Cage and how crazy is this going to get when there's twin boys in this movie? Played by Jaden Martell. I'm going to be there. Then yeah. randomly, he co-wrote Reptile. I rep oh. Reptile. I think that was an underrated pick. Yeah, I thought that was an underrated okay. pick from Tiff. I think this man has talent. I, I, I'm i picking this as good Nick Cage. Arcadian. It's also coming from Ireland. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are crazy over there when it comes to horror. Like, like y'all just look the other way. Um, Zach, you didn't go through Musica. Yeah, tell me about Musica. I didn't care about this movie because it was Rudy Mancuso. Yeah. It's a YouTuber hopping up. Just, you know, I'm not I'm not hopping on with the YouTubers, like I said. 
Mm-hmm. But I respected it. Sure. I really respected it when I saw the screenwriter was Dan Laganga, EP and writer of American Vandal. Oh, interesting. Okay. I said writer-creator of Zack Stone is going to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. All this right. is the man who's helping him bring this to the big screen. And while I don't really trust his direction, <laughs> or his screenwriting or his acting, <laughs> I think he's very YouTube. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm proud to see him get up there. But it's the, the the team he got with him, dude. He is the creator of these shows. That's where I'm like, oh, you're not you're not like a person who worked on it. What are you gonna do with his life where he's technically adapting the story of him being a creator into like this musical love story? And it's the fact that his co-star is, well, I guess Camila Mendes can. I'm half on the Camila Mendes thing, but I think his co-star is at least going to be good enough to be able to handle the story that they're going to do. So I, this was one that I started iffy on. And the moment that I dug deep into it, I'm like, oh, you're dealing with like actual creative talent here. And I think it could be really interesting. Okay. Um, the last one that I'm going to pick here uh, before I go through the whole list is my dead friend, Zoe. This is intriguing yeah. because the director worked on a short called Merit and Zoe, which is very similar. They're a vet. They enlisted a month before 9-11 and after serving, they're bringing back all of the research that they did working with vets dealing with mental health. Cause this is a story in where it's a uh, woman coming back with her dead female veteran. And it just so happens to be a cast where it's Sonequa Martin green. And I think Natalie Morales, as she's done in the past for South by movies is playing that dead character who just won't leave their friend alone. Or I think mm. last time she was the living one and she had the dead one. I don't know if you remember that movie that she was in, but uh, having her play the dead character here, I think it's going to be fascinating because she's already done this one time ago. And I think with the director and the team behind it, it's going to be pretty good. Ed Harris is in it. Morgan Freeman is in it. Then I'm scrolling and I find executive producer Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you don't have to even scroll that far on South by Southwest. He's the first one listed in the executive producers on the South by website. At the bottom. At at the bottom, sure. But But that's mine right there. Yeah, uh, I I'm curious about that one too. I had that on my on my list. Uh, great cast. You also didn't mention uh, Utkarsh Ambedkar, who I think is hilarious when he shows up in movies. So uh, another reason to get excited about my dear my dead friend Zoe, rather. So yeah, I think uh, uh, want... if you're looking for one, Spotlight is is the category so far. Yeah, this Spotlight year. is is the most stacked, and it's so stacked that I feel like we already mentioned a bunch of them at the top of the show. Yeah, but I mentioned you a whole half more. No, yes, you're right. You're right. There's more. There's more. Um, anything from TV Premiere Spotlight? We don't often catch the oh, TV I, shows at South yeah, By because TV. there's only a, usually one or two episodes, not the full season. But I am curious about several shows that are here. Like, but not to watch, right? You're like, I can't wait till these come out. Because who's going to a festival for a pilot? Yeah, I mean... There's, I might catch one or two things here in person, but that's probably going to be the upper limit of TV that I catch, at least in person. Um, what? I might catch Three Body Problem because it is it's stacked. Tec- yeah. technically the opening night. Uh, this is the upcoming very expensive Netflix adaptation of the, the Chinese novel that is being brought to the screen by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Now, I know what you're thinking. The last season of Game of Thrones was awful. I agree. I'm totally there with you. But what if I mention that every season of TV that they've produced that they were in on, that they actually were invested in making good, 
has been an all-timer season of television. It's only when they get disinterested in a show that it goes downhill. So if they are putting their foot into the show, it could be amazing. It could be. It might be. It might, maybe will be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about three-body problem. Um, one, one, <laughs> one that I have a little more faith in is the Hacks season three premiere. Oh, for sure. Honestly, if the whole cast is there, we, we might have to go goodbye. to that one. Yeah, yeah we, we thought, thought it we were done. Goodbye. So, like, that's the only reason I'm excited for that one. And I, I want to hang out with them almost. But, like, yeah. ah, I can't do it for one episode. Gerard Carmichael's got his show out, too. Yeah, that's the third one I was going to mention, the Gerard Carmichael reality show, but which like, I went to a taping for when it was in New York. Uh, so I'm very <sighs> excited to see what's going on there. Wait, wait, wait. It's a reality show? It's like, what does that mean? What like what does that mean to him? I think it's just basically like a documentary that follows him around and takes clips from his stand-up shows. It's just sort of like like Gerard's life, a day in the life kind of. Really? Funny, funny guy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, we haven't seen oh, it. It hasn't no premiered. We'll find out. I want right. to see it. I'm, I'm HBO, curious send for that me one. some links. H, send me the screeners, please. Oh, it's HBO. HBO. Oh, then sorry. the man's been yeah. HBO since the, since the jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one last category at South by Southwest is the visions category. I don't know if there's any movies that stood out to you from this one. Uh, I got one pick, which is Dead Male. This is a <laughs> the premise is really intriguing about it. Uh, apparently, uh, follows a letter that's sent by a dying man and the investigation to get to the bottom of uh, how it was sent and why. Um, it seems very intriguing, very mysterious. It's give, it's a crime horror mystery thriller, according to the South by Southwest website. I don't know. It, uh, it, something about this one is grabbing me. Oh, I, I agree. I had this at number two. It's the dead mail. The fact that it goes to a kidnapped keyboard technician. It's like, who's coming up with it? It's too specific. It's out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you on that one. Dead mail. I think I had, I had Bird Eater on top of it. This one comes from Australia. Also a thriller. Uh, when a bride-to-be is invited to her own fiance's bachelor party in the Australian Outback, a night to remember takes a feral turn uh i liked the revenge movie i don't know if you remember that from a couple years yeah. ago when it was 2018 19 mm -hmm. this feels like just that from beginning to end and i'm like totally. yeah let's go that's what i'm here for definitely so we'll see that that's my pick there all right so those are most of the categories that we get at south by southwest and some of the movies that are most exciting to us about them are there any movies that slip through the cracks or ones that you want to double down and emphasize as ones that cannot be missed or, or anything else that we should let people know before they head to Austin. I'm just going to mention the last two in headliners because as much as I said, spotlight is the biggest one from the top headliners is the biggest one. Like you're just dealing with the movies that are going to make the biggest hit. Even if uh, you may have a favorite movie over there, babes, Y2K monkey man, fall guy roadhouse. Technically we did not mention immaculate. That is the movie that's coming out uh, with Sydney Sweeney, if I'm not mistaken, immediately afterwards. So I don't think it's like top priority because neon's already got it out there, but to be in that crowd, I think people are going to be going crazy for that one uh, since it's a horror movie. And then the idea of you is technically the last film that's going to play. It releases on prime May 2nd, but closing night film. Got to give it a mention there as well. Uh, and technically, I guess we didn't say The Fall Guy, but The Fall Guy is the centerpiece movie. So right in the middle of the fest, if you wanted to go see uh, Ryan Gosling, you might be able to see Ryan Gosling. Yeah. 
A lot of exciting also, movies there. Do you know what? it was going to be released March 1st? Which Fall, Fall Guy? Guy? Fall Guy was supposed to be out already. It's not coming out till the 3rd of May. Oh, no, I didn't realize It's just that. interesting how that plays. So it's like it was never supposed to be there to begin with. So uh, it'll be fascinating. Maybe we'll see Ryan Gosling climbing stuff like he said he wanted to do. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful for Fall Guy, although the, the trailers have me a bit mixed. But, you know, if there's a place to see me, it. Bro. Fall Guy and... Roadhouse over Fall Guy. I will... Uh, how? Doug Lyman, David Leach. That's why. That's why. Name name your favorite David Leach movie. First of all, I am just laughing at DL and DL. Facing DL and DL. <laughs> David Leach worked on the John Wicks, okay? Can, can we sometimes, change Ryan's sometimes. name to like to like John Gosling so it's JGJG it. also? To do a whole thing. <laughs> all right that's gonna be the over under i am team fall guy now and you're and team, be roadhouse. team roadhouse yeah Even let's go we'll get t-shirts <laughs> oh that'd be great can you imagine if they actually do have a, a t-shirt cannon that'd be oh, beautiful that'd be awesome. but, uh, that was just for me to, to finish the headliners i don't know if you had any stragglers not really i mean i think we mentioned uh most of the ones that i'm most excited for although you know one of the magic things about going to these film festivals is sometimes you hear buzz on a movie that you hadn't anticipated and then you change your plans and realize that's one of the best films of the fest so we will try to stay flexible and loose and catch all the all the movies that people get excited about at south by southwest uh we'll try to keep our waistbands flexible and loose so we can eat as much barbecue as we can while we're in texas it's going to be a fun time, man. I'm really excited for another South by Southwest. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I think that just about does it for our 2024 South by Southwest preview episode. Uh, you can catch more from me at Zshevich across social media, as well as at Multiplex Show for videos on YouTube, uh, TikTok, or Instagram. Art, where can people find more from you? You can find me over at LME Movies on Twitter, YouTube. Facebook, all that good stuff, or probably every day eating a taco at Veracruz or probably a red Terry Blanks. <laughs> yes, yes. You can find us on the streets of Austin or you can listen to us. Every episode of the Intercut podcast is available on whatever podcatcher you use. And make sure you subscribe not just to the audio, but to the video as well on youtube.com slash intercutpod, where you can see our beleaguered faces as we run through the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of the Intercut Weekend Must Watch streaming on our YouTube channel every Monday, usually. And please leave us a comment, like the videos, consider heading over to iTunes or Spotify to give us that much requested five star review. We always love when y'all do that. Shout out to the listeners listeners in Canada for putting us on the film review charts out there. Uh, and if you want to get updates throughout the week from the show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow our Twitter page, support us on Patreon, maybe patreon.com slash intercut pod to get updates throughout the week and some behind the scenes access too. you can also join our discord through the link in the description for this episode where inner cuties keep the conversation going all week long. But that's about it. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, if you see me stumbling down 6th Street, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs>